kids will never understand. Being a parent is hard. It's challenging. But I wouldn't trade it for any job in the world. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Q podcast. I'm your host Q. This is episode 21. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope podcast. The step two. It's been a minute, y'all. I had to take another mental health break. I know y'all think I'm crazy as hell, but I'm not. I take my mental health seriously. I needed to get away from everything. Um, I'm back. I know y'all miss me. I know y'all was crying. I was getting emails. Q, where you at? I need help. I need drinks of the week. Don't worry, baby. I got you. I got you. So today's episode, we're going to talk about kids. We're going to talk about what it means to be a parent what it means to be a kid to your parents and just some of the things that we have to go through the challenges the ups and the downs the good and the bad it's a lot but before we get into this you already know what it is i got the drink of the week are y'all ready for the drink of the week i know y'all ready i hear y'all i hear y'all rooting for the drink of the week so let's get into the drink of the week drink of the week is something that I kind of been put up on by somebody they say yo Q for your podcast you should try this wine because they knew that I've been drinking wine a lot been kind of trying to stay away from the liquor uh, trying to get my grown man on have bottles of wine all across the happy hour Q podcast bar and Quite frankly, it's been a great experience. So this week, I have Snoop Dogg's wine. It's called 19 Crimes, Cali Red. It kind of, it's kind of a sweet red wine, but it, I'm not gonna lie, it has like a hint of Zinfandel. Like for some reason, to me, it tastes a little bit like uh, white Zinfandel, but it's kind of a sweet wine. I enjoy it. Uh, I've been drinking it all week, especially with virtual school. This shit ain't no hoe. Snoop, appreciate you. I know you always got the trees. But this wine is hitting, bro. You and E40, y'all hit a jackpot by bringing wine to the hood. I love it. I love Earl Stevens. I love this Cali Red. I love Stella Rose. I just love wine now. I'm not a drunk. You guys don't need to give me intervention. But the drink of the week is Cali Red by Snoop. Try it. So, let's talk about kids, man. Let's talk about these damn kids. First, let me introduce myself again. My name is Q. I am a father of two boys, 12 and 3. I know, big age gap. But, you know, it happens. So, let me honestly say that my kids have changed my life for the good. They have made me a better man. They have made me more conscious of what needs to be done in my life. They give me a purpose. They give me a sense of motivation and give me a sense of determination that there's two little boys well little q is six foot now but there's two little boys that are looking up to me and that i can't let them down and as a parent we have to make sure that we are superman that we superwoman um that we batman wonder woman we have to make sure that we have our cape on at all times because we have little ones looking up to us as a parent, I've learned to compromise. As a parent, I've learned to listen. As a parent, I've learned to know when I'm wrong and know when I'm right. Um, you know, I hear the saying that I don't want to be my kid's friend, but honestly, I do. 
I want to be my kid's best friend. I want them to come to their dad and ask me anything, whether it's about women, whether it's about just life in general. That is my role. Um, growing up, I didn't have my father for that. My grandfather was my father. He helped me with everything that I know. He molded me into the parent that I am. You know, he didn't have to take over uh, the the position that my dad left at for a boy. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And part of me sometimes feel bad through my rebellious teenager stage when I was 16 years old. You know, talking back, trying to stay up all night. Uh, thinking I'm grown, sneaking out the house, stuff like that. And my granddad was, you know, in his 80s. And it, it bothers me just because it's like I would never even think to do that. But he put up with it. He never took it personally. He knew that I was growing up. And, you know, us as men, even women, we have that rebellious teenager stage where we don't want to listen. We're just a dumb kid. And he dealt with all that. And by him dealing with all that and him helping me get custody, if you guys don't know, my oldest son, Quentin Jr., I have custody of them. I've been having custody of them since 2012. Um, it's been a struggle. It's been it's been some sleepless nights. It's been some heartaches. It's been some pain. It's been a lot of crying, a lot of sweat, tears, everything. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, I postponed my college basketball career, although I was playing horrible just because I had so much going on, you know. Uh, but my grandfather helped me. You know, I didn't have a job to help me afford a lawyer but he gave it to me and I will never take it for granted I love that man rest in peace he has made me the man that I am today so that's why I get offended when someone challenges my manhood whether you're a man or you're a woman it's because I know the, the man that I am I know the potential husband I can be I know the father I can be the potential father because I have still room for growth and as parents we have to understand that there's room for us to grow we don't know everything let's not make the mistake of our parents sometimes you know no shade to my mother i don't even know my i know my dad but not like that no shade to him but parents sometimes always think they're right and sometimes we are <laughs> don't get me wrong but sometimes we can learn stuff from our kids and i'm willing to learn i want to be an open book um i want to be able to make sure that my kids don't have to go without I want to make sure if something happens to me, even if it happens to me tomorrow, that my kids are straight, that my kids will always have something they can lean up on. I'm all about creating legacy. I'm all about my purpose in life. And my purpose in life is to make sure my kids are okay. I know God didn't just say, huh, take care of your son and I'm not going to look out for you. I know God has my back and he has his. You know, I had to make a big decision when I was 23 years old to be a single father. I'm 23. I should be in my college years. I should be, you know, partying, hanging with girls, having wild stories and things to that nature. And I have some parties and I have some wild stories of my own. But that was a big decision in my life. Uh, some of y'all was in third hour when I was changing diapers and shit. That's how young some of y'all was. But again, I never traded for anything in the world. Uh, my youngest son, Braden, is a little different. I have help. Um, his mom and her support system and my support system has come together to make sure Brayden has um, a great childhood. Um, when you have multiple kids, you always try to pick up the mistakes that you have done with your first child and you try to make up for it. Uh, it's not favoritism per se, but you just want to make sure that your child, you're doing it right for your second, third, fourth, whatever. You want to make sure that you can become better and better as a parent. Um, the way Brayden has affected me is he's put emphasis on 
the legacy part. Little Q already had me started, but Brayden is the one that, so, so, what's the word? I can't even say the word. I'm up here like Mike Tyson about to spit and shit. Uh, so Philip, fuck. Look, y'all gonna talk about me on the podcast. Don't be talking about me, dog. Anyway, he has implemented that legacy part. There you go. He has made sure that not to lose focus. Um, it's tough. It's tough being a parent. I get it. Parents, we out here. We doing virtual school. We doing this Zoom shit. This shit is for the birds. This shit gonna make me drink. I haven't went to the liquor store to buy me any more alcohol, beverages, or anything to that nature. I'm not gonna do it until this weekend. Why? Because if I buy something tomorrow, it's not gonna get... It's not going to survive the weekend. It's, it's not. It's definitely not going to survive the weekend. And I don't have time for that. So I'm going to wait on Saturday. Be up to Happy Hour Q Bar. And we'll be straight. Um, virtual school is tough. Especially if you're working from home. Especially if you have a grandmother, grandfather. Who's trying to help on a computer. This is, this is tough. This is a challenge for us as parents. Um, all you non-parents. Great job. Appreciate you guys for laughing at us, but I mean it's, it's tough. So my advice to all the parents that's doing Zoom, that's doing any type of conference calls, that's struggling, you're not alone. I'm right there with you. It's tough. We're gonna get through this. We have gotten through 2020. We have made it past the halfway mark, y'all. Some people haven't made it, as you can see in the news. Celebrities, some of our friends, some of our family, they haven't made it. But us, we have made it through 2020 halfway mark and we got to make sure that we're there for our kids um being a parent to me has made me realize how much that i wasn't affectionate as a kid towards my parents I'm giving y'all a little personal it's just like therapy right i'm not laying on the couch though but um for example like I noticed as I got older, especially being a man and not really having that male figure in my life, sometimes I was standoffish towards my mom. Sometimes I didn't really want to uh, express myself to my mother just because I'm like, you ain't going to understand. You're a girl. You're a woman. You ain't going to understand me. Ain't nobody understand me. My dad ain't here. You know, I had that mentality. And now, fellas, if you've been raised by a single mom, you understand that. It's not that we not mama's boys because we technically are. That's our mama. We'll kill for our mamas. But sometimes we kind of reserve, especially when you're growing up in puberty. Oh, my God. That shit is tough. I didn't want to talk to my mama about sex. I remember my mom asked me about condoms when I was a teenager. I was like, Rrr. I was over there like Scooby-Doo and shit. Rrr. Condom? Shaggy? I didn't know what the hell was going on. And <laughs> as parents, we got to prepare for that. Hey, fellas, whether you got a boy, whether you got a girl, it's our job to make sure that we have this talk. I'm not ready for this talk. I think I still got a few more years. My son is 12. Um, he is going through puberty already. Uh, it is tough for me to understand it because his puberty is like rapid speed. Mine's over a course of years. It's like your voice is changing and you're six foot. What do you want me to do with this? It's tough. <laughs> it's very tough, but I'm getting through it. Um, just remember, as parents, we once were kids. Just remember when we were kids, um, that first day of school. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember when you guys first went to kindergarten. Some of you motherfuckers need to go back to kindergarten. Some of you motherfuckers need to go back to school. Especially whoever took my order at, I ain't even gonna put the restaurant on blast, but 
mm, you know your damn ABCs and how to count. Anyway, remember the first day of school when we were able to just wake up, no bills, no responsibilities. We didn't even care if we brushed our teeth. We were on our way to school with our lunchbox with our favorite cartoon on it, favorite cartoon book bag, fruit snacks, waiting for snack time, waiting to see the pet rabbit in class. It was just wonderful. Um, we got to remember as parents, guys, that our kids have to socialize. They have to get away from us. Yeah, I want my, my sons to have me as their best friend, but they got to have other friends. I can't always be their friend. They need their peers. And I, I know, ladies, when the first day of school, you guys get to crying. Oh, look at my baby boy. Oh, look at my baby girl. Look, man, let their ass go to school, go to work. Go clean the crib up. I'm not being stereotypical. If you're a guy, clean the crib up as well. But you guys, we have to let go. We have to let them socialize. Shit, our parents had to let us go. When I was younger, I got teased, man. Hell yeah, my 6'4 ass. Yeah, nobody do that shit now. I beat your ass. But I used to get teased. I used to get clown. Ouch, I hit my foot. Can't edit that part out. Gotta make this real. <laughs> but anyway, uh, honestly, I was teased. I had these big Coke bottle glasses. I had these corduroy pants. Had these Bill Cosby sweaters. My mom was trying to dress me really preppy, like I was Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, I look back at it, I was fly though. Now I look back at it, I had some gear. I was fly as hell. I had some Nautica fucking sweaters and boots and shit Tommy Hilfiger guess man I was geared up Ralph Lauren man I wish I had that type of gear now but as a kid that wasn't a cool thing to do so I got teased man and I was tough growing up it was tough being bullied a little bit um I remember getting a wedgie before all that crazy times right our kids have to experience that we have to let them be social butterflies or you're going to have a kid grow up and not understand how the world is. There's so many damaged and sheltered people out there because of their parents. Not letting them socialize. Not letting them see the world. Not letting them feel what it's like to be a kid. You know, it's it's tough, man. It's very tough because in one instance, you want to protect your child. You want to make sure that your child has all the tools they need. But you want to be there in case something happens. But on the flip side, you gotta let shit happen or they'll never know what it's like to fail. They'll never know what it's like for adversity or confrontation or conflicts. We all we can't be there all the time. Um, as they get older, you gotta remember they're getting older too. They're gonna ask questions. They're gonna have different reactions to things. As parents, we have to understand that this is normal. This is very normal. Imagine you, okay, so for example, uh, imagine you, yeah, you listen to the podcast. You can put the drink down. I know the red wine is good, but put it down. Imagine you when you were, let's say, 14 years old. You're approaching high school, and you don't know what this high school world involves. You didn't watch Degrassi. You didn't watch Say by the Bell. That's your only time where you can have an understanding of what the hell high school is about. You reach high school. You got freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. You're the freshman. You scared of the seniors. You look up or you look up to the seniors. You got the juniors. You look up to the juniors. You got the sophomores. You're trying to get advice from the sophomores. 
it's tough, man. Kids got it bad, especially with this climate now. Like, these kids are bad as hell. I don't think we can survive. I think all of us, uh, what is it, are, we are called like early millennials. Uh, I would say anybody from probably 1985, maybe 1984, but I, I'm just using this age range from anybody born from 1984 to 1992. I don't think we survived this climate. We didn't take shit like that. Like some of the stuff that goes on, the bullying, I'm not knocking anybody. Bullying is unacceptable. Uh, it's definitely unacceptable with mental health going on and people committing suicide because of bullying, especially online bullying. But with kids, man, when we got bullied, we either fight back or we we did something. And these kids these days, they don't really do that. That's no knock to them, it's just a different climate. It's a different time in life. And that's tough for us to understand. Because if you think about it, our parents don't understand mental health. Have you ever sat with your mom or your dad and explained to them, about your mental health i have my mom kind of really didn't understand like she understood but it never really hit her i don't think their parents allowed them the equivalent about mental health it was kind of like well get over it you'll be all right and that's not the right way to go about it i used to be taught that until i went to therapy until i sought out help but again these are things that we're learning as a parent different time um think about just your your first crush think about that your kid is going to have that first crush and how they're feeling when they're feeling shy or when they do talk to their crush and when they get their heart broken these are all emotions that our kids go through because we went through them it might be in different ways but we went through it and we have to prepare ourselves we have to be open up for conversation Let's be better than our parents because that's no knock on our parents, but that's what they want us to be. They want us to be better versions of them. And I think we're doing a good job. So let's prepare our kids so they can be better versions of us. Um, honestly, <laughs> I remember growing up um, having a crush on a girl. I used to write in the journal like I was Doug funny and shit. Remember Doug off of Nickelodeon? I used to write in the journal. You know, I was telling you I had the sweaters. So it fit perfectly. I had my little green sweater on with the white shirt underneath. I did have a nice little fade though. I ain't gonna lie, I was killing with the fade. Still is to this day. Shout out to Q. And um, you know, I remember just being that young boy expressing himself in the journal and not knowing that it's normal. I just thought I was weird. I was like, I'm weird. I like girls. You get older, as your kids get older, they approach that final day of high school, they approach a graduation. We have to prepare. They don't think they're grown. They don't think they're grown. See, I'm already preparing myself. You probably wonder, like, Q, why do you always be in the gym? Or Q, why do you always work out? For one, I like to be healthy and keep shape. Two, my kids are big as hell. Again, my son is 12 years old. He's six foot or six one, and he's eye level with me. By the time he gets 16, 17, he might be six, seven, six, eight. And I don't got time for the gangs and bullshit. I'm not gonna shoot my kid, but I'm gonna make sure he know not to mess with that. That includes my youngest son, Brayden. Brayden is more of a firecracker. Brayden, I always say Brayden is the outspoken version of me. He is the time ticking bomb. Do not cross his wires or he's going to blow up on you. He's one of the nicest boys that you heard his voice. He's so sweet. 
very handsome. He's a ladies man. He is very, very cute. And he fools people with that because when he's pissed off, it's like, okay, I'm back in the way. So he's gonna be tall. His mom is like 5'10, 5'11. So I'm expecting him to be tall as hell too, maybe bigger than me. But guess what, you guys? I'm not gonna happen. I'm not gonna let that happen. They're not gonna jump me. They're not gonna whoop my ass. I'm gonna beat their ass. They gotta wait until like, I might be in my 70s. I still might give them that work. I don't give a fuck. I'm not letting my kids intimidate me. Fuck that. So we have to understand that they're gonna think they're grown. I'm not gonna be able to tell them what to do. And it's okay, guys. It's okay. I'm trying to help you guys out because some of my listeners have older kids and they see little things that we kind of see a blind eye to. You know, I have a couple friends, you know, kids that are like 16, 17, and ask me questions about, you know, what does that mean? What you think? Like, come on, we were 16, 17, what you think? And we wasn't 16, 17 that long ago, you know? So it ain't shit changed with the time and the, and the people around, but it's the same story, just in a different version. Um, to all my non-parents out there, I know sometimes parents, we complain, we vent, we have issues, but you will never, you'll never find anything better in this world than being a parent, especially if you were a good person, but then being a parent is so much fun sometimes to see something you create, evolve and become, uh, again, a better version of yourself. Um, don't be scared. Don't be intimidated by horror stories. I got horror stories for days, you know, like you're not trying to bash a little cute mom, but you know, I was threatened. My life was threatened. Um, she tried to press charges on me for kidnapping my son. I just was watching him for months at a time. Uh, it, it was a lot of shit I went through. And I'm not telling you that to scare you, but I just want to tell you that I, I, I beat it. I went through it and because of the love that I have for my child. So, you know, to all my fellas out there, to all the ladies, it's okay. Even if you're not with that parent, it's okay. You bring something to this world, you bring a blessing. This should change your life forever. It should make you more motivated. You should have every sense to make yourself available for your child. Um, I know we work long hours. I know that we um, sometimes have hectic schedules because of, like I said, work or just, you know, life in general, but always make time for your kid, no matter what. Um, it's not as expensive, non-parents, don't worry. It's not as expensive. It's expensive, but it's not. Just, it's kind of like one of the things where, wait till they're 18, they go to college, then start worrying, wait till prom time, then it's like, oh shit, this shit is expensive. All that baby Google got got shit, it's, it's gonna be okay. You're gonna have a baby shower, you're gonna get hooked up. Um, if you need some help, call Q, I got you. I tell you what diapers to get. Um, I tell you about pacifiers. Every kid is different. Sometimes they don't like them, sometimes they do. Man, I know it. I don't know everything, but I know a lot. I've had a baby in the early 2000s, like 2008, 2010-ish. I had like, you know, little kid was born in 2008. So yeah, um, I understand the difference between me being a father at 22 and me being a father at 32. And it's different, but Again, that love is still there. Um, as far as I know, non-parents, you guys, you're gonna do it on your time, and that's perfectly fine. My advice is don't wait till you're 40 some years old. You won't be chasing a fucking two-year-old around. And if I'm chasing a, a one two-year-old at the age of 40, uh, 
gonna be pretty upset. <laughs> I am going to be pretty mad. Um, I'll, I'm not saying go out and have a kid with anybody. I'm not saying that. But just think about it a little bit more. Again, we're in our 30s. Uh, some of us, some of my peers, some of the people that listen to this podcast are in your late 20s and the time's ticking. Um, try to meet that right one. Try to meet your husband. Try to meet your wife. Try to meet your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend. And talk about those things. Talk about kids. Um, see if the other person wants kids. I love kids. I don't know if I want one right now, but I love kids. And God knew what he was doing. He gave me two boys. If God gave me a girl, I'll be broke. I'll be doing this podcast on the street. I'll be doing this podcast on Michigan Avenue. It just wouldn't work, man. So, I would just like to <laughs> let you guys know that if you hear me on this podcast say, hey, I'm about to have another one. She pregnant. Yeah, I'm about to have a girl. Please have a GoFundMe for me because I'm going to spoil the shit out of my daughter. I low-key want a daughter so bad. I wanted my youngest son to be a daughter. For some reason... It's not even because of Kobe, but I've been like that. It just, you know, because you guys know I love Kobe, and it's not because I want to emulate him and be a, uh, a a girl dad, but I wanted to always have that little girl that I'm spoiling. I see my grandfather when he spoiled my mom, my aunties. Um, I see my friends, they spoil their little girls. I love it. Now, I'm not ready for the uh, buying tampons and shit at CVS. I'm not ready for that. I don't think I ever will be. But I'm ready for the challenge. Um, again, parenting is one of the hardest jobs in the world, but it's one of the best jobs as well. It don't pay you anything but love and respect. Um, make sure also that you, you know, I'm giving you advice to my non-parents and new parents. You gotta have that intimidated look. You gotta have that one look to let your kids know you don't play that shit. My kids know that look. When I'm pissed. Or if I raise my voice a little bit, they know I ain't playing. Now, they might challenge me here and there because they feeling, you know, froggy. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not for the shits. Now, I'm not condoning. Again, I don't want to kick you off the, get kicked off the air. I'm not condoning uh, abusing your child. That's not what I'm doing. Um, I am condoning um, stern punishments. I guess I'll say it like that. And I'm condoning some type of discipline. You don't want to walk around your fucking kid like Bart Simpson choking the shit out of you like you Homer. You don't want no fucking Eric Carmen. You get cussed out and shit. Man, no. You nip this in the butt before your kids grow up and get in this world and get their ass whooped. You know you already seen that one kid at your school. They always fight but they always get their ass whooped. It's because they ain't they respect their parent. Their parent ain't whooped their ass enough. They, that kid is always pissing somebody off and getting his ass beat. I know a kid that was like that. I'm not going to say his name. might listen to this podcast, Ricky. But, you know, it's like, you don't want to be like that. Um, in conclusion, kids are great. Kids say the darnest things. I know that sounds cliche, but they do. Um, kids will definitely change your life. Um, kids will surprise you. <laughs> they will surprise you some of the stuff, especially the kids nowadays. Uh I've learned a lot from my kids. I've learned about love. I learned more about um, expressing myself, especially with Ray. <laughs> I learned about, with little Q, I learned about patience and going through things and get through it. You know, my son, again, didn't have a normal childhood, but he got through it, and I'm so proud of him. Um, again, he's been my right-hand man. I love him to death. I wouldn't trade him for the world. Um, 
You mess with him, you gotta mess with me. But thank you for joining me on this podcast. Now, I had a dope-ass podcast earlier, but it deleted. So I hope I didn't forget everything I said. I try to repeat some of the stuff from verbatim, but yeah, I'm pissed off my whole podcast delete. I know maybe this episode sounds kind of funny. I'm using a different um, app, a different tool to record or whatever. Uh, you can catch Happy Hour Q Podcast again on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and other platforms that have podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter, Happy Hour with Q Podcast, Instagram, Happy Hour with Q Podcast. I got a couple birthday shout outs before I leave. Uh, happy birthday to my boy Rufus. It's birthday 9-11. Shout out to you for having the worst birthday in American history. You are one of a kind, sir. Uh, happy birthday, Keenan. Your birthday coming up. I'm coming to your little party. I'll be there. I had a Henny and a Remy. I'll be um, when the Henny in the system ain't no telling with Q. Fuck him on the system. That's what I be yelling. Okay, my bad. Ran to a whole nother song. Uh, happy birthday, Asia. I'm like a week late. I did tell you happy birthday uh, via Facebook or text. Happy birthday, Aaron. Your birthday passes. This is Virgo season. Ugh, all these fucking Virgos. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shout out to you guys. Um, I don't think I did a podcast. Was Ta- Tasha, if I didn't get to your birthday, happy birthday, Tasha. Um, who else birthday that I didn't miss? Happy birthday, Toya. Uh, my grandmother and grandfather's birthday is coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Shout out to them. Shout out to my cousin Marcus, Smokey J's, and Inkster. The barbecue business, check him out. He is doing his thing. I'm so proud of him. He's just on Fox 2 News. Man, us Johnsons, man, we stay in the news, baby. We stay. Uh, I also want to say rest in peace to Chadwick Bosman, uh, aka Black Panther, aka Jackie Robinson, aka Third Marshall, aka James Brown. Uh, unfortunately, lost 2020 is not getting any easier with celebrity losses, but. We hold him in spirit and we'll try to have the strength and the courage that he showed through his time of being um, diagnosed with cancer. I'm starting my acting class on Friday. I'm sorry, on Monday, September 14th. Uh, I'm dedicating this semester to Chadwick Bosman. I'm going to give him my all. I'm gonna, I got some things and in, in works when it comes to acting. Got a YouTube page coming out as far as for acting and this podcast. So check that out. Um, hope I'm not missing anything else. Uh, go vote. I know you don't care. Vote, 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 vote. Your voice need to be heard. Elections is coming up. Stay COVID free. Um, check out my sports podcast. All my fellas, even my ladies that like sports, the Roundtable podcast with Q and Saint, my boy Saint, we talking about the NBA. Shout out to the playoffs that's happening right now. Again, thank you guys for joining me on episode 21. I catch y'all episode 22 if this damn app don't delete my shit. I holla at y'all. Appreciate you guys. Love you.